Why, hello everyone. Welcome to another week of Orange Juice Optional. I'm Michelle and I'm here with Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Getting very excited about our upcoming travels and just the planning of it, the putting together outfits. No, <laughs> I'm not really <laughs> looking forward to that at all. I, because haven't, I haven't even started packing yet and it's on my list of things to do starting today. Starting today, you're giving yourself a good full week because you leave a week from today. And right. yeah, I just need to jump in there to do it. But sadly, and I am admitting this for anyone who's listening, my biggest concern is paring it down because I have over prepared for this trip. <laughs> I have a closet full and it's going to be very, very hard to decide what stays and what goes. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I know. I'm thinking the same thing. You know, this is a recurring conversation we have because I have too much and I have too much that I love. And that's all I'm going to say is you're right. Yeah. And I did follow your trend from the last trip and I got some little bags or compartments I can pack my different items in. But you did mm -hmm. bring up a really good point about that being a false sense of security because where you thought you were condensing everything and it fits so nicely in your bag, your bag actually ended up being 20 pounds overweight. Correct. And I'm not making that mistake again. I might do it with just my undergarments. I might do the vacuum seal for just those things just to spare a little room, but I am going to pack more efficiently this time. Okay. It's a challenge. It's a challenge for both of us, but this is kind of a segue into a little bit of what I wanted to talk about in the first segment of our show today, because I did get a chance and I feel so blessed to have gotten a chance to come visit you in Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. It was a very quick trip, but we made the most of our time. We had a couple of fabulous dinners, a brunch, and then we got to go shopping. And I really want to talk about the experience I had in the dressing room. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so I'm so excited to talk again about our shopping experience. And I'm not going to really, for this segment, focus on the shopping other than I'll say the dressing room was really cool in this one place, and I'd never seen it before, but they had three mm -hmm. hooks there, and the hooks were for your yes items, your no items, and then your maybe items or your revisited items. And I thought that was a really, really cute and fun way to, to go through everything. So It is. That, and, it, and someone was thinking when they set that up, because that's how I live in a dressing room anyway, but I usually have to do that organizing myself because there's usually a long bar in the dressing room instead of three. And I always have a keep, you know, a definite yes, definite no, and a definite maybe. Yeah. And I just thought it was brilliant because like you, I kind of do that too. And if I don't have something and I do try to separate them myself, but let's say a pair of pants comes in and it's one mm -hmm. size and I need a different size, then I get those mixed up. But if I just had a place to put them like I did there, I just thought it right. was brilliant. But what I found out while I was in that dressing room and I was shocked 
I burned so many calories and got so many active minutes on my Fitbit just by trying on clothes, taking them off, trying them back on, turning this way, getting that in a dressing room that wasn't very big. It's impressive. It's impressive and remarkable because sometimes I will take my dogs for a two-mile walk and I will get a zero active minutes. I will get the steps for it, but they don't think Mm -hmm. I'm getting my heart rate up enough to count as activity on my Fitbit. But in that dressing room, I got like, and I was in there a long time, 52 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Is that not just ridiculous? It is ridiculous, but it goes to a good, in my opinion, conversation because, and I know you use Fitbit. I use my phone and I use the health app on my phone, but I don't think they deviate or they separate active minutes with, or I've never looked for that. I've just always had my steps recorded and my calories burned and, and distance, but it doesn't separate the active time from the regular time. The inactive yeah. Well, but walking isn't inactive, in my opinion. No, it's if not. You're, but yeah, it's interesting because that brings up a really good point with my phone. It's like when I get in that keeping track of my my steps mode, which isn't always, it's like I become a little OCD about it. It's like I don't want to put down my phone. I will hold my phone where I know I'm going to maximize the amount of steps I'm getting credit for. And I get really upset if I'm not getting credit for my steps. I can relate to your OCD and I'm just having an image of you right now walking around with your phone, put your hands in the air and you wave them up there, (laughs) like waving it around trying to get extra steps. Oh no, I don't do that. (laughs) Well, when you said maximize where you hold your phone, what do you mean? Like by your side swinging your arms? Like No, what I've discovered is if I put my phone in my pocket, I will get credit for more steps than if I'm carrying my purse and my phone is in my purse. I got you. So, so yeah, it's like I will take my phone out of my purse and either hold it in my hand or I will put it in my pocket because I will get significantly more steps depending on the location of my phone. And I don't know if it's because my phone is like one step away from me because it's in my purse on my body versus being on my body. Yeah. And so when you were in the dressing room trying things on, you got no steps. No, because you, you get no steps. You get no credit, zero credit. And it never occurred to me that I should get credit for that movement because my phone doesn't track it. But your Fitbit does track it. Right. And I never, I guess, really thought about that until we sat down. I'm like, wow, look at all my active minutes. I haven't even done anything, but I guess I give myself quite a workout. Do you ever consider getting like a Fitbit or an Apple watch or something that tracks your steps? No. Well, I did. I had a Fitbit for a long time, but it drove me crazy because when I wear it on my wrist and my wrist sweats from activity, I get claustrophobic. I can't stand having that on my wrist. And so an Apple Watch doesn't work for me and a Fitbit doesn't work for me. I like my phone because I don't get claustrophobic. And I can see where that would happen because that is valid because it does get a little sweaty under there, especially when you're in the heat of Arizona. My biggest problem with Fitbit or an Apple Watch 
is that OCD portion of it because if it runs out of charge, if I forget to put it on and I get any steps while I don't wear it, I think I didn't get those steps. Like in my mind, they don't count because my Fitbit didn't count them. And it's so incredibly ridiculous. And I do watch that Fitbit. I, I live by it. And if I don't get all my steps for a day, I'm a very mean person to myself. I call myself lazy and stuff like that. So it really does mess with my mind a little, but it does keep me Mm -hmm. moving. So there's a trade-off there, you know, the activity for the physical body or the beating Mm -hmm. up self mentally. I approach it a little differently because I get upset when I don't get credit for my steps, knowing I took my steps and I'm not being given credit for them. I don't yes. beat myself up over it. I beat my phone up over it. It's like, wait, you didn't give me credit for my steps. I mean, I I walked a lot. And, um, you know, it's like when you're walking with your husband somewhere and he gets 4,000 steps and you get 3,200 steps and you walk the same distance. And it's like, wait a minute, how did I lose 800 steps on that walk? Right. That is so frustrating. And it is true. Whenever I walk and I'm with my parents or I'm with Rob and we compare how many steps we got, I always get the fewest amount. And I'm doing the exact same walk. Mm -hmm. It just makes no sense. And I get so mad that I can step 10 times and only get one step. Right. And is that because of your stride? Or is that what what causes that to happen? Is my stride different than my husband's that he's taking shorter steps? So he's getting in more steps in the same distance. So we're walking the same distance, but he has shorter a shorter stride than I do. So he's taking more steps to get the same distance. And I've always wondered about that. I'm not sure what it is. I just say my Fitbit is screwy or my Fitbit doesn't like the Mm -hmm. way I'm moving or I'm not moving my arms enough. I could throw Mm -hmm. out a hundred excuses as to why that happens. And then another thing I find with my Fitbit is I drain the battery in like a day and a half, two days, where for other people Mm -hmm. it lasts a week. And is it because I'm getting more exercise and putting more strain on it? Is it something with my body chemistry? But I don't know why that happens either. Completely crazy. It is crazy. But I guess a a Fitbit could be an advocate for continuing shopping and trying on lots of clothes. Well, apparently so, because it doesn't help when you're using your phone. Sent. But phones are good for other things too. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, with all that, let's move on. Okay, sounds good. We've been talking a little bit about fitness today already when we were talking about our Fitbits and how it sometimes gives us activity for things we would think mundane and other times it doesn't. So with that in mind, Suzanne, do you want to continue this talk on fitness? Because I think it's so important as women who are over 50. Absolutely. And I think, okay, so when I watch the the videos on um, Instagram or on Facebook, you know, the reels, and everyone has their little, and I get excited when I'm watching those, those trendy fitness things. And it's like, I want to 
jump up and try doing some of them and I get inspired and then I think I'm a fool. I can't do that stuff. These women are like in their 20s. And and then I start gravitating towards the women over 50 workouts. And then I'm like, oh my God, have I really hit that time in my life where I have to think, I have to change my way of thinking about what fitness is? And the answer to that is yes. Well, I have a couple questions just based on what you just said. So the first question would be, you do know that when you say you can't do something, you probably won't do something because that's what you're putting out into the universe, right? We've had this discussion before. Right. Absolutely. So that's the first thing It's just a reminder, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to. You might have to modify it a little bit, but you can at least try it. I'm going to try that surf skiing thing this week on the back of a boat. Well, that should be fun. Great. I hope, yeah, I hope I don't cause injury to my knee and have to have crutches while on vacation. (laughs) But I'm going to try it. Um, And the second thing I wanted to say to you is when you're watching those reels and you get inspired by the fitness, can you share some of those fitness trends with us? Like, what are you seeing that you want to jump into? Okay, and this would involve a class. There's one that it comes up all the time, probably because I watch the reel and so the analytic send me back to similar trends, but it's always in a class. So the first hurdle is finding the class that does it, but they have a grid on the floor of, it looks like hula hoops, a grid of 12, or no, it would be a grid of 16, four across, four um, up, and they stand in a line, they play some great song with great music, and you hop from hula hoop to hula hoop, and in, with the beat, the person behind you jumps in, and you work your way through the grid, and ideally, you would have eight or 12 people, so at some point during the song, you have all 12 people on the grid jumping from hoop to hoop simultaneously. So cool when you listen to it with music. But then I envision myself who can't, I have no rhythm. I have a little bit of rhythm. But to try to focus on (laughs) not screwing up 12 other people or 11 other people while doing this, I'm like, yeah, that's way too intimidating for me. But it's a cool exercise. Do you picture yourself bouncing or falling into yes. another person and then causing like this domino effect. <laughs> yeah, no, I I picture myself hopping the wrong way <laughs> because yeah, it's a jumping exercise. Yeah, or not hopping on the beat. And so then the person next to me running into me because I didn't get over fast enough. You know, it's like they always make it look so cool on those Instagram reels. But then when reality hits, it's like, okay. And I'll give you an example. For my son's wedding years ago, we decided we would do a surprise flash dance at his wedding, at his reception, to have that song happy. And my sister-in-law choreographed it. And we practiced, you know, we'd get, the family would get together and practice her routine. And then when the groomsmen and the bridesmaids all showed up, from out of town, they jumped in and we had a huge group that learned this routine. Well, when I was actually at the flash dance, you know, I couldn't remember the routine. 
probably because I had been drinking and, you know, I screwed it up and I was laughing. It was fun, but it's like I couldn't do it, <laughs> even after practice. Well, sometimes that happens, but the flash dance, I did see it. I wasn't a part of it was wonderful. It was really enjoyable to watch and everybody was having a good time. So you killed it. And the video that you're describing sounds like a blast. I would love to try right. that. Well, yeah, they must but you but you you used to be a Zumba instructor. Yeah, you could do it. You could pull it off in a heartbeat. You could lead it. You know, you could you could pull it off in a heartbeat. But if you're if you don't have the rhythm like you have yeah, it's one of those things that looks like fun, but then I'd get in there and I'd screw it up. But I'm thinking because with Zumba, they had Zumba Gold for older people. I bet they have this in a gold version where there are newbies and people just wanting to go in and have fun. So don't write it off just yet is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, right, well, we'll see. I Well, and every time I look at it, <laughs> I hearken back, and I was thinking about this yesterday. I was laughing at myself because I was thinking back to my younger years. And for years, I went to my aerobics classes, my step class, and I did my step class religiously, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays for years, loved that class. And I got into the advanced version of the class because I did it so often. But it literally took me a year to get those routines so memorized in my body that I could do it without screwing it up. And, but when you're, when it's just between you and a step, you know, you can be in the back of the room and no one sees you screwing up and then you can jump back in on the beat. But it was a challenge for me. I loved the class, but it was a challenge for me. And then the other thing that I did for, I, I was trying to remember how long I did the Jane Fonda workout tape. <laughs> I would do it every single morning with Jane Fonda, with my VCR, and I laughed and I thought, okay, if I got that video out now, I could probably still do it by memory because I did it every morning for at least two or three years until I got sick of it. But then I thought, but could my body do it? Because I physically, my body is aged, so I don't know if I could physically do that Jane Fonda workout anymore. You could. I think you would just have to modify it a little bit, maybe not be so bouncy or so, you know, over the, the top. I mm -hmm. I haven't done that video. I don't even think yeah, I've ever did it. Yeah, because you're too young. Because you're no, too young. No, <laughs> I'm yes. not that much younger, but... Okay, well, but let's think about it because you're about, you're nine or 10 years younger than I am. And so when I was 24... 25, 26, you were in high school. Yeah, you weren't interested in Jane Fonda at the time. So yeah, you probably never did it. Um, because well, it was it was huge. It was huge for that pocket of time in my life. And I happened to fall into the right age group at the time. And I was just laughing because when you were talking about doing the workouts, you said, I would mm -hmm. just put the tape in my VCR. And I'm like, yeah, kids these days probably don't even know what a VCR was. But back then it was a I thing. Know. And we did a lot of our routines. And so I'm impressed because I'm listening to you talk. And it sounds like 
physical activity has always been a part of your life. You've always tried to make it a part of your routine. Would you say that's true or correct? Am I understanding it correctly? My adult life, yes. I was not very athletic growing up. You know, I was I didn't have a lot of interest. I played volleyball. You know, my mom and dad made sure that I did, you know, I tried every sport before I got to high school to see if there was anything that clicked with me. But that's what physical fitness was when I was a kid. It was playing sports, it was playing outside, it was riding your bike. So I was physically active to a point. But then in college and you know, my when I was having kids, my twenties and thirties, forties. Absolutely. Okay, because I kind of lost track of it. I was very active. Well, not very active, but as a kid, I always did swim team. It was required. I did some dance in there. I played Mm -hmm. soccer on occasion before Mm -hmm. I got hurt. I was a cheerleader in high school. So there were things I did. I always liked to dance. I liked to move. So that was the early part of my life. And then I became a mom. I got married young, became a mom. And then I kind of put my own fitness on the back burner. Of course, I got that kind of what we talked about when I was in the dressing room. I got the exercise without even really knowing I was getting it, without doing it intentionally for the purpose of health. I know I got that. I know that throughout that time period, I purchased probably three different treadmills and used them probably 12 times total between the three, because I would think I would do it. I need a treadmill, would get it, and then wouldn't do it. So would sell it, then be like, nope, 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 going to get a treadmill. So I did that several times. But it wasn't Hmm. for me until probably 2010, 2011, Uh that I really started to step back into my own fitness Again, seeing my aging parents, my parents getting older and how active they were and how they were still able to enjoy the quality of their life because that was a priority Mm -hmm. for them really did inspire me. And so it has been a part of my routine since then. I always make sure to get some exercise in either walking um, or dancing or whatever. Changing little clothes thing. Yeah, yeah, changing, changing clothes, clothes in, a dressing, in a dressing room. So I've got the cardio covered. Uh, but fitness really is like a, a tripod. There's three legs to it. There's cardio, there's stretch, and toning too. Those are all three really important parts of our mm-hmm. physical routine as we get older. And I'll tell you, I do suffer in the areas of stretching because I hate it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, toning just because I don't think about it. Well, and it's interesting because as I get older, I find that it's not as much cardio as it is stretching and balance and isometric exercise. And the cardio comes in with the walking and this time of year for me walking is a challenge because it's so hot in Arizona but you know walking in my mind covers my cardio but as you age and I've seen this in my mom balance becomes such a critical part of your fitness and that's through core strength you you gain balance by keeping your core strength 
And I have found myself already not as balanced as I used to be. Like I can lose my balance pretty quickly, which is not good. So anyway, so though that's how it's evolved for me. And toning, I'm like, toning, when did I ever do toning? <laughs> what is toning? What exercises contribute to toning? Well, the way I think about toning, I use my own body weight whenever I get a chance to do like push-ups. I'll use the, the kitchen counter and do push-ups or something, just trying to build the muscle in my, my arms. Squats, I don't mm -hmm. do them. Lunges, I don't do them as much as I should, but it really does need to be a part of my routine. And it doesn't have to be as long as the cardio. I do cardio every day, seven days a week. It is a mm -hmm. part of my routine. I walk my dogs for their enjoyment, their comfort, not for mine. But after I walk mm -hmm. the dogs, I walk Michelle. And when I walk Michelle, I walk her with intense. I, I walk with music and I'm focused. I go. That's mm -hmm. my time. So how to add in the other two parts? Because stretching, Mm -hmm. You would never see me in a yoga class. You would never see me in, what's that other one? Pilates. Pilates, because I just would embarrass my, I, I'm so embarrassed by my body that is not flexible that mm. it's hard for me to put myself in a classroom environment for that. So I'll have to find a, not a mm -hmm. VCR, not a DVD, but something to stream that addresses something that. Something to stream. Yeah, and that's a really good idea. See, now I am very flexible. Oh, rub and, it in. Rub it well, in, Suzanne. I, I mean, it's my one strength. I mean, I'm not coordinated. I don't have a lot of rhythm, but I am very flexible. So I should be taking advantage of that and really getting into yoga. And you're right. I should be streaming classes to do yoga and exercises for balance because it's what I'm naturally built to do. You know, you don't, you're, you're either born flexible or you're not, you know, and you can improve your flexibility, but if you're born flexible, you just have to maintain it. True, and what do you think keeps you from stepping into bringing that balance into your fitness routine? Do you think it's fear, embarrassment, no, it's awareness. It's like, it's one of those things that it kind of sneaks up on you. Like it didn't occur to me until the first time it occurred to me that, because I always thought of myself as very balanced. And I don't know if balance is the right word to describe balance, but I've always considered, you know, when I was growing up, a balance beam was cake for me. You know, you walk across the balance beam, you're good. And I had a physical a couple of years ago, she tested my balance. And it's like, wait, no one's ever tested my balance before. Since when is this a thing? <laughs> and and I didn't do very well on the balance scale. I got uh, probably a C plus on balance. And it's like, well, for Pete's sake, who said anything about losing balance? <laughs> so it's more about awareness. Like, okay, well, and then I've watched my mother, who is, you know, she's, 28, 30 years older than me, really struggle with balance at her age. And she's a master at, she loves taking fitness classes and she takes a balance class. She takes a stretch class, but she kind of stepped into it late in, later in life than she maybe should have. 
And now she's trying to play catch up. Yeah. And so I'm listening and I'm hearing that awareness is what is causing you to not step in quite as quickly or fully embrace it as you would like right. to. For me, obviously, it's fear and embarrassment because I'm fearful that I won't be able to do it. I'm a perfectionist um, and I'm embarrassed by the fact that I haven't been doing it. Mm -hmm. So really, right. I've always heard that it takes 21 days to form a habit. And I'm just thinking if we start now and give ourselves 21 days, what, mm -hmm. are we, what are we gonna feel like in 21 days? How are we gonna feel about ourselves and the fact that we were able to do it and to see some progress? Because now it's a habit. Well, absolutely. And it's a great idea because the other factor that keeps me from doing it is the knowledge. It's like, okay, oh, what- Oh yeah, that's an important one. What exactly, what types of exercises exactly? And if I lived in my mom's community, which I don't, and you have to in order to attend the fitness classes, I would take the balance class with her. So I could figure out what exactly it is I'm trying to do. But that being said, there's a big effort to driving out there for 30 minute class to get engaged and figure out what are my exercises that I'm supposed to be doing to maintain good balance. So true. Yeah. Knowledge is an important part too, because you don't want to hurt yourself, especially as we are advancing in, in our years. I know Zumba for me as a 35 year old and Zumba for me now are two completely different things because even at 35, I was injuring my knees. Like I could feel it in my knees. And now I can't even imagine what that type of movement would mm -hmm. do to my knees. So there's a fear there. And it's like that knowledge that- yeah. So yeah, you got to find something that's going to to work with you. And a lot of those programs do really modify for like a gold version of things. And mm -hmm. it's just so important as we age, it helps us deal with menopause. You know, if we're more active, the number one leading cause of death for women over the age of 50 is heart disease. So mm -hmm. you, you start young or you start start at any time. Like, I don't want to say start young because if we're at this point in our lives and we haven't, mm -hmm. we can't go back and do it. But today's the first day of the rest of your life. So start small, just do a little something and mm -hmm. build up. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to do? As we're I'm talking. afraid to ask, yeah. but yeah. what are you going to okay. do, Suzanne? <laughs> well, I am going to do the Jane Fonda workout. I'm going to put it on my TV. I'm going to find it somewhere. It's got to be streaming somewhere, right? I mean, I would think so. I would think YouTube would be a good place to to look. Find I, it. I'm sure yeah, it's out there. Good. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to see because I know there's also muscle memory. So even though I haven't done it in probably 30 years, 25 years, the muscle memory is still there. I'm still going to know the routine and I'm going to see how far I can get in the routine. I think she had. I can't really remember, but I think she had a step in that class, but I think you could still do the routine without the step. You could, you but, absolutely could, because I know in Zumba, there was Zumba step and some people would prefer to have just left it on the ground. So they just didn't use the step and it was completely yeah. adaptable. So. Yeah, but I'm gonna let you know how it goes. I'm gonna try it and I'm gonna see how much of it I can do first of all, and how I feel afterwards and go from there. Would you consider having someone videotape you for social media? Oh, like, no. 
I had to ask. Are you crazy? Maybe. I haven't done it in 25 years. Do you honestly think I'm going to let someone videotape me trying it for the first time after 25 years? Hell no. I'm going (laughs) to let them videotape me trying to get up on that wakeboard or that surf ski thing. I don't even know what it's (gasps) called. The the surfing on the lake. I don't know if I'll be brave enough to to show it. You're a better person than I am because hell no, I do not want to know. Well, yeah, we'll all look forward to hearing about how your Jane Fonda experience goes. And, you know, send me the link. I'll do it too. And I'll see what it was like for me who's never done it. Okay. Yeah, I I, can meet you on that challenge. Okay. And there you go. And I'm going to do it when we're finished recording so I don't put it off. Because if I put it off, I will probably never get it done. (laughs) Okay. Well... I I look forward to hearing how it goes, and I look forward to you sharing that link. Is there anything else you want to say or share about fitness right now and uh, how it has changed or how it's evolving in your life as you grow older? No, I'm just going to leave it as to be continued. Okay. I love these to be continued segments. And with that, we're going to move on to closing. time to close out another one of our orange juice optional episodes. Suzanne, Mm -hmm. can you please share again with our listeners what the book of the month is? Oh, God, (laughs) you're catching me off guard. Um, It's called Whereabouts. That's the title. And the author is J.H. U-M-P-A. Now, how do you say that name? Yumpa Lahiri is how I would say it. But okay. I'm saying it a little Asian-y, and I know she's Italian. So she, she, if she heard this, she would probably say be saying they are chainsawing my name. Okay. And I will say that I cannot pronounce the name either. And the way you said it, I don't think it's correct because I am listening to the audio version of this book because life has been so crazy. So I need to... Mm-hmm fit in that time. I'm almost done with it. Do you like it? I do. But it's a different book than anything I've ever read before or read for a long time. And I can share this quick story about it or I can save it until our book discussion. <laughs> a quick story. Just okay, as a, a quick story as a teaser. Rob and I were driving to Las Vegas. I thought it's a perfect time to listen to this book because he was asleep in the car. Well, he wakes up And in his mind, he has created what this whole story is about. He says it's about a woman who is in the forest making porridge and starting a fire and washing her bonnet. And I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about? None of that was said. And I said, was that your dream? He's like, no, that's what I heard, Michelle. So we've had this great discussion. And I'm kind of sick of hearing him talk about this book because that's not what it's about. It's a bunch of short stories. Right. And the reason I picked this book is my mother, who, which I probably already said that, um, my mother, who is a very well-read person, when she read this book, she was very surprised by it. And she said the same thing you just said. It's very different than anything she's ever read before. Now, for my mom to say that, who is very well-read, I thought, okay, 
but then she but she loved it because she said it's so well written and so it, it really why is I picked it yeah, it, it really is. And it's a quick read, I'm sure, because mm-hmm. if you remember Homecoming, the audio version was over 17 hours, and the audio version of this book is like three hours. So yeah. I imagine if you're reading the book, it's it pretty quick, too. And it flows. It, it's a different flow. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but it'll be a very interesting discussion at the end of July. Um, yes, it will. Okay, well, with all that shared, I think think it's my turn for something to sip on i think it is okay well staying with the fitness theme here's your something to sip on this is an unknown author i don't have a name here to credit but here's a quote each day you must choose the pain of discipline or the pain of regret and that's your something to sip on cheers everyone cheers cheers